Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast about horror movies, and uh, we're going to cover some different eras as we do this thing. If you've been listening, you know that. Um, the ones we're talking about tonight are going to be newer ones. Yeah, last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, one of them is actually, I think, this year. In any event, um, we will spoil these movies. We're not critics. We're just art people who dig horror movies and... Uh, and so, have access to microphones. Yeah, we got microphones. And the internet. And, and this little recording device. Um, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary pretty soon, so we'll do something special for that. Don't jinx it. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Jolian has the night off. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And, and uh, Jolian is drawing Tales from the Crypt comic book. So. A legitimate Tales from the Crypt comic book. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's not a fan some art. Fan art. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with fan art. There. I, I make fan art sometimes, but uh, this is this is the legit officially I like to make licensed fan art of fan art. <laughs> yeah, fan fan art. Fan fan art. It's like third generation Xerox copy. <laughs> Before I forget to say this, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. Find them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays if you want to get their music and get them on amazon uh you can get them on itunes buy their stuff digitally or you can actually buy a cd i believe so having said that um we're going to talk about a couple things before we get into the movies um there is some awesome news a few things you might want to know um in, in less awesome news there's a, a, a show called uh dead set it's a 2008 thing from merry old England, where Jolien's from. It's about the Big Brother TV show, the British version, and the zombie apocalypse is taking off, going full tilt outside the studio. And because they're kind of sequestered, they don't really know at first. Yeah. So um, things start going crazy while they're inside the studio. Have, and you, have you ever watched Mitchell and Webb? Uh, no. They're a British uh, skit show. And they had, in their last season, they had a, a re- reoccurring skit that was a game show that took place after the apocalypse, or what they call the event. The event. And they'll ask somebody a question, and he'll just start screaming. <laughs> and they allude to what the event was. Oh, man. I like it. Yeah. Check it out. It's I think it's on Netflix still. Okay. Mitchell and Webb. Mitchell and Webb. Write right. it down. So Dead Set is back on Netflix. Um, I've been told good things about Baskin. Have not watched that yet. Mm. Um, I almost picked that one. Yeah, it looked like it would be good. Of course, you can never count on the ratings, and this is a good thing for our listeners to note. Um, A lot of times, 
average normie people try and watch a horror movie and just go, oh, that was icky, and then they give it a one-star rating, or if they're allowed to give zero stars. Um, that's dumb. You know, it's like asking someone who doesn't like ballet or opera or something to sit through it and then rate it. It's like, it's not your thing. Don't rate it. Well, don't worry. I search numerous sites to figure out the lowest rated movie I could pick. <laughs> and this was it? And yes, Night of the Wild or Wild uh, yeah, Night. Or... It, it got the lowest possible stars anyone could give it. Got it got no tomatoes. Yeah, I noticed that. No tomatoes. I gra- I did some screen grabs of that because I couldn't believe it. I thought, I got to capture that before before it goes away. And someone actually gives it a tomato. No tomatoes. You got nothing. So, um, do we want to do what we watched since last time, or some sure, news? Sure, why not? You want to do that? Well, now? you said you were going to talk about the news. Go into okay. the news. Okay. Top so, of the hour. Um, so of the two movies that boss you around, we didn't go see Don't Breathe. We instead <laughs> we watched, we watched Hush. So uh, yeah. Um, so Don't Breathe. I was thinking, well, this seems like it's really getting off to a great start. You know, nobody heard much about it and hit the theaters and everybody's like, Oh man, it's going nuts. Um, I pulled up on, uh, and you know, Wikipedia is the best source for anything. It's super accurate and nothing's ever wrong. Uh, it says here that it is grossing over $66 million against a $9.9 million budget. Wow. And, uh, the average rating, uh, across the board on like Rotten Tomatoes and um, critics at large, it's about an eighty-six percent approval rating on this thing. And do you uh, have that compared to anything else? No, but it it's basically um, one hundred and thirty-three reviews on Rotten Tomatoes gave it an average rating of seven point one out of ten, which for a horror movie. Slash so like a C plus. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of huge in horror, you know. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't. I don't want. I know nothing about it. So same here. I want to keep it that way. I don't even know the premise. Well, CinemaScore, whoever they are, report that the mainstream cinema audiences gave the film an average of a B plus on an A plus to F scale. I totally go for a B plus. Yeah. Horror movie. I, I would watch a C plus average all day long, but hey, if it's B plus. Yeah, I think super cool. I think we got a C plus and an F tonight. Yeah, that's, if we were going to grade these, I, I would say you're probably right. And um, it's worth mentioning Ghost House Pictures. Uh, it's the um, American horror movie production company uh, that's been around since 2002. Um, Sam Raimi is one of the two. The other one's Robert Teppert, but uh, Sam Raimi. So he's got a good eye for this kind of stuff, you know. So. He's had mostly winners as far as investment versus the uh, the box office. Yeah. Um, Phantasm Ravager. Finally, the tall man makes his final <laughs> appearance. Is that on the box? Finally? <laughs> finally, actually... the tall man makes his final appearance? <laughs> finally? I think, the, I think the box is fucking finally. Jeez, I think is how it's... Finally. Yeah. Um, Phantasm Ravager is going to have its world premiere in Austin on September 25th. So, um, and this is from the official Phantasm website. I bought a t-shirt while I was there, by the way. I'm going to be wearing a Phantasm Ravager shirt no matter how good or bad the movie is. I need to remind you, you run a silk screening shop. (laughs) Maybe I'm going to bootleg it. I don't know. (laughs) You got to change the face, like... 
I don't know. Paul McCartney's the tall man. Yeah. Something the kids would get. He's like, I'm going to hit you with my silver balls. <laughs> right in the noggin. Oh, please um, stop. Dear Lord. That was, it's, was Night of the Wild right there. That was. That was pretty bad. Um, so it's going to be at Fantastic Fest. Uh, this was just announced on, uh, I think on Tuesday, uh, recently anyway. Um, so, um, Don Coscarelli, the director and well, he's, I don't think he's directing this one, but, uh, he is the creator and the director of all the other ones. Anyway, he's going to be there and, um, it's going to be at the Texas Alamo draft house. So that's going to be Austin, September 25th. Um, Zombieland 2 may actually happen, so we'll see about that, but, uh, this is something I found on Dread Central. Zombieland 2, finally. Finally. (laughs) Fucking finally. Comma, geez. (laughs) Um, okay, so, uh, let's see, um... After a 25-year run as Sony Pictures film executive Doug Belgrad... Um, has christened his new production company, 2.0 Entertainment. So, uh, bottom line here... What was that guy's last name? Belgrad? Isn't Should... that what Gandalf fought? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, so, this guy has started this new production company, and uh, it looks like they're going to try to make Zombieland 2 happen. And what it says here is uh, that they're going to... Um, Try to come up with something that pleases Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. Impossible. Yeah, you know, you can't please everyone, but maybe you could please four or five actors. Put your money in one person, Woody Harrelson. Yep. Get Michael Sarah. No one's going to remember <laughs> cut, that it was actually... Cut the rest. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you ever remember if it was Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg, even though they don't you know, really look alike? I, no. I, uh, They're interchangeable, aren't they? They would have been interchangeable at that time. Yeah. It's, so, you know, you just count on half the audience not remembering which one it was. It wouldn't even matter. It, <laughs> you, he dies in the opening scene and you see his leg as the zombie's eating him. It's not the same actor. Right. By the way, we just paid some extra. No lines. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> they got union scale for it. Mm-hmm, kick and gurgle. <laughs> Kick and Gurgle. Gurgle was uh, one of the uh, subtitles to some kid kill on Hush. Oh, no, really? It was like, groan, gurgle. <laughs> like, oh, I... All right, last bit of news. Um, in case you all forgot, The Blair Witch, the sequel to Blair Witch Project. Isn't, didn't they release like 13 hours of footage for that thing <laughs> recently? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh, I I read some blurb that said that like it got know. leaked. No, I think the I think the director of the original put it out there. Thirteen hours from the first movie. Yeah. Oh man. Like a massive cut. Yeah, like they shot like eighty hours of crap for that thing, which was cut down to a ninety-minute movie. Wow, thirteen yeah. hours. Though? I think that's longer than Greed. Yeah. It's longer than all Hobbit-related movies put together. No. Sorry. No, that's... If you started watching all of those, you would not finish. <laughs> You'd be 80 years old. <clears throat> You'd be dead. <laughs> Your pet tortoise would have to finish watching it for you. <laughs> oh, man. Or, or whatever bird lives to be 100. Um, so, The Blair Witch is coming September 16th. 
And uh, I don't really need to say much more than that. If you don't know about it, well, there's stuff out I there. don't know about it. What's going on? Oh, they're making a sequel. Yeah, we need to learn that. Yep. Yeah, that's it's all. It's a direct sequel to Book of Shadows, though, right? <laughs> I wish. I wish they had Jerkface in it, too. Jerkface is starring. Yeah. Jerkface. <laughs> He's a jerkface. Okay. Uh. Speaking of jerkfaces, um, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, do you want to talk about Hush? Let's talk about Night of the Wild first. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Night of the Wild. What made you pick this? Um, there were a couple things. I, I went through a lot of horror movies on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down several that were either good or terrible. And then I landed on this thing. First, the name. Night of the Wild is such a vague... What if it was called mm. Space Rabies? That would have been better than Night of the Wild. Yeah, it's, it says nothing. Absolutely nothing. Second is the space rabies that ast asteroids from outer space cause dogs to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And the third thing was Rob Morrow. Okay. Of Northern Exposure <clears throat> fame. Now. Because, I don't know, I it was kind of sad to see him slumming it there, but mm -hmm. at the same time, not surprising. Yeah, you could see that big that big bulge in his back pocket where they I'm, paid him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was only there one day. I will talk about that when we get to the end of the movie. Okay. Remind me. I will. Um, I made a note here that uh, the, my question about this movie is, did Rob Morrow get bummed when they told him that this really cute girl was actually playing his daughter? He's like, oh, yeah, look at these pictures. of her. This is awesome. So, uh, got any love scene? No, it's supposed to be your daughter, sir. Um, I don't think Rob Morrow was on set long enough to be disappointed by anything. <laughs> <laughs> he just rolled up and said, all right, who do I, who do I point my face at? What do I say? Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's knock this out and get me, yeah. get me back to the airport. <clears throat> and I will talk about that at the end. Okay, cool. So, um, my first note here after saying it should have been called space rabies is sci-fi doesn't give a fuck. Was this a sci-fi movie? Did you not see that logo at the beginning? Oh, I did not see the logo at it's, the beginning. It's, and it's the new spelling, so you know it wasn't made like 10 years ago and then repackaged. It was actually recent. I think it was 2015. Um, yeah, they don't care. They clearly, they're just like, here's your entertainment, stupid. I thought this was a step above most sci-fi stuff. Considering how bad most of it is, yeah. That's probably fair this to say. This seemed... I don't want to say sincere, although I think they tried to play it as straight as they could. They did, but it ended up hilarious in places anyway. Yeah, it's, and I couldn't tell how much was made up hilarity, <laughs> we'll say. How much, how many flubs in this movie were supposed to be that way? Because other times <laughs> they played it pretty straight, so I, I, I couldn't tell. I went ahead and just decided that they were incompetent. <laughs> So, so the the old man character, I made a note here that he's a cartoon hillbilly. He's like, "Dang, don't go to get get over there my yard now." And he's pointing that fake. I shotgun. can't remember who that guy is. Like, he's been just, in just other some character things. actor, right? Yeah. Oh my god! So he's he's kind of like the. Do you remember a long time ago they used to? Did we see him die? 
I don't remember. I don't believe we see him die. I think he just disappeared at some point in the movie. Just... And you see his dog later. I think he headed to Alabama with a banjo on his knee. Maybe the dog killed him. That's what we're supposed to. Yeah. And there were a lot of little <clears throat> fluffy dogs that did some murders. The scariest dog in this was Coconut. The little tiny, <laughs> tiny dog when the girl was looking at it and the lighting was weird and it's black doll eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's soulless little eyes. Yes. Uh, uh, and it was splattered with a bit of gore. <laughs> Man, that freaked me out. It looked like a murderous gerbil or a murderous <laughs> guinea pig, I mean. Did every mauling seem gravy-induced? Gravy-induced? How? <laughs> Slather your actors with gravy. <laughs> well, I did notice there were some attacks by puppets in this. <laughs> oh, there were some fantastic puppets. Um... I'm the ferocious wolf puppet. <laughs> snap, snap. Hey, don't get your fleece on me. <laughs> I hope there's a, a an industry-specific term for rubbing puppets on actors oh, in there, horror movies. There's got to be. Like, that's a real job. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of word like snuggling that they call it. <laughs> Snugglers to the set. <laughs> All right, we're done with the fluffers. Bring in the snugglers. All right, guys. All right. So we're we going to be rubbing these <laughs> poorly made dog puppets on you while you shriek. No, I didn't write this down, but it did remind me of Triumph the Insult Dog. <laughs> a yeah, couple the, of them. There was one that bit a leg that I... You were looking for the hat and the cigar. Yeah, it was about that level. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And that w that's what made me think, like, was this some of that added afterwards? Oh, or? it looks like it. I mean, it, it's easy to believe that they got to the editing studio and went, oh, shit. We have a real turn on our hands. <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> we got we to got, we got shoot some more B-roll. We got to do some reshoots. Um the Cujo wannabe truck scene where the one girl ended up dead. Um, Pia. Did, was that her name? She got her arm mauled. Yeah, and then just... And the dog, I, in that scene, it, it was great because the dog and her were in normal speed and her friend was reacting in slow motion. Oh, yeah. So it took forever and just kept saying, quit running in slow motion. Yeah, the slow-mo was great. It doesn't work if half the scene is at <clears throat> normal speed. Right. And I've got a little chihuahua that would prove to any of our listeners that with a 50-foot head start, you can't outrun that dog. So if if you've got, like, two crazy wolfy dogs that are 10 feet behind you, you're not outrunning them. Definitely not. Alice, no. Alice made a mistake. Yeah. There was a lot of lumber beside the road, too, she could have used as a club. No kidding. Because, so, yeah, too many dogs would get you, but if you just had one dog coming after you, a sizable club would be to your advantage. Did you catch the name of Rob Morrow's daughter, the, the, the pretty brunette? Did you catch her character's name? Rosalind. Rosalind? Did you say Rosalind? Isn't yeah. that the name of a town? Oh, yes, that is the name of a town. That's pretty good. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. <clears throat> so, a little, little wink to the, to the viewers for anyone who enjoys the um, Northern Exposure. Was she... What was her ethnicity in this, I'd I, say? I don't know what it was supposed to be. Was she supposed to be 
Native American? Is that another northern exposure kind of I kind of wondered I wondered if that's what they were trying to do as well, you know. Uh it was as far as I know they didn't explain that. They didn't seem they to. They just said that was, you know, stepmom. Right. The blonde. the blonde who looked kind of like the blonde from Lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we had her, um, which is um, another uh, another actor who seemed to be slumming it. Um, she's been in a bunch of important stuff. That was, was that the blonde from Lost? I don't think so. Okay. Um, the cast, let's see, that is... Kate Siegel. I don't know. I don't know who. Yeah. No, no, I'm looking at, I'm sorry. I'm looking at hush. Damn it. I got my papers shuffled. Say. It's like, Hey, she, wasn't she in that other one too? Yeah. I'm like, that's um, a weird tie. I'm oh, you know what? The wrong name. I, I didn't, I didn't grab that piece of paper that had that cast on it, but doesn't matter. She was in something. She was in another movie one time. Yeah. That, that one movie. Which she got paid for. That makes her a professional. Yeah. Um, um, the 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 young woman who played uh, Rosalind has she's been a professional model and actress for many years. She's done a ton of television and commercials and all this stuff. So she's really a professional and probably could do a lot better than this movie. Well, probably. If you're, what are some of the shows she's been on? You know um, any? You know what? I don't. I looked it up and I went, uh-huh, uh-huh, heard of it, heard of it. None of it was stuff Seinfeld. I'd watched. Was she on Seinfeld <laughs> I think once? She, I think she's too young for that. Um, Let's take a look here. We'll just pull up IMDb and tell you. That's probably the best thing I could do. Because I am going to just fumble and fake my way through it and I'll be found out for the fraud I, that I, I am. I don't care. I really don't <laughs> care. I don't... Nobody cares. Nobody cares at this point. Like, if you've watched Night of the Wild, you're just going along with us going oh didn't you guys notice that other terrible thing oh man i liked how they only had some dogs that were quote unquote mean looking mm -hmm. and others clearly didn't have a mean bone in their body <laughs> also why did pia and and Roz there pick the truck that ha obviously had a broken window oh yeah on one side never mind the back was open and the other side Here's how I can tell you that I know that that young woman was not in any episodes of Seinfeld unless she was an infant. She's only 26. <clears throat> so I was I was just naming a show. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. I think she was on Futurama. Let's see. Oh, she's been <laughs> maybe. Uh, she was in she was in the Wedding Ringer uh, as the cute bridesmaid. Ne never saw that. Me neither. Uh, let's see. Oh, the newsroom. She was karaoke girl. She's done a lot of little bit parts. Man. But if we scroll way back to when she was a youngster, <clears throat> she was in some uh, Nickelodeon-type shows. I uh, hope you cut all of this, because this is dull. It is dull. Anyway, let's go back to the movie. So back to the movie. Now, um... So, so asteroids land outside some, I don't know... Rural area, rural California town. town. Yeah, uh, a farming community. Uh, I don't know what they grew. I don't remember. Yeah, nothing important. Some <clears throat> something they had smelt pots or whatever. This 
those pots they put out to keep it warm. Yeah, so they called nights. Some kind of orchard anyway. And they had yeah. trees because they had ladders. They're picking mm-hmm. fruit from trees. Yeah. Which, if they're smart, they'll make it into moonshine and get blind drunk. To forget this movie. Yeah. Um, man, I wish I could forget this movie. So the Cujo wannabe scene uh, in the truck. Yeah. With the bat. Yeah. Now, did you notice that the, the scenes where the dog is supposedly getting hit in the mouth with a bat? It looks, it's a completely different color. It's like a black wiffle bat. Yes. <laughs> the prop department was like, um, so we have to make this wiffle bat look like wood? It's blue plastic. I don't know. Paint it. <laughs> yep. Also, um, there were numerous continuity errors in this. People's blood would disappear and mm-hmm. then reappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say some of the dead bodies looked less than realistic. Yeah, I would say that's absolutely fair. Um, did you notice that kind of like every time someone catches on fire in a movie, they look like a stuntman in a suit? That's yeah. Been... Yeah, they did the same thing with this. Whenever a dog attacked somebody, was... they were clearly a stunt person wearing a heavy-duty coat, which right. I kept wondering why nobody in the movie put on a heavy-duty coat. <laughs> right. Um, did you notice anything about the color design when Rosalind was driving the pickup truck? I like that. The, it that's, was it was super arty. blue and super green and super red. And I'm looking at it. I said she's driving Dario Argento's truck. And then in the IMDb notes, they said, oh, the color design was uh, meant to be a nod to Suspiria. I'm thinking, yeah, you're nodding to a very good film and you're a very shitty film. So maybe that's not a Don't good idea. Don't talk bad about this film. <laughs> This is a little film that tried. It was. Failed. <laughs> spectacularly. It fell right on its face. Yes. Um, when that little girl went outside the house after she was told not to, because there were snarling, slobbering dogs outside. <sighs> uh, I did like that she ran and locked herself in the cage. That was pretty smart. She jogged. Let's be well, clear. She didn't she really... jogged so the dogs would follow her. <laughs> She's like, "Come on, come on!" It's like, "Where's the, where's the prop people with the gravy?" <laughs> we can't get them to chase this little girl. <laughs> oh, they should have gotten one of those like sprayers, like one of those weed sprayers, but filled it with gravy. And they just like, man, just get the dogs. To... Oh, come on now. Should have made the blood tasty. Yeah. Should have been more delicious than caro syrup. So um, somehow the mom gets her out of the cage, the little kennel cage that the the mom distracts the dogs by rolling around on the ground and letting them bite her, (laughs) which on the arms and body (laughs) and legs and everywhere. I imagine while she tells the little girl run. Right. Run into the house and shut the door. Um, Luckily, the little girl moves slow enough because the danger, I imagine, is so overwhelming. She's just in a state of shock. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she jogs to so the house. So she jogs to the house. Mom's able to get up and get away from the dogs, the Bumpus's dogs, I could <laughs> want to call them, because they the Bumpus's hounds. They were clearly not bad dogs. No. Well, maybe they were bad dogs, but they were not evil dogs. They were not mean. <laughs> they were not mean. They, they may be misbehaving, but they're not mean. Yeah. Um, so they get in the house, and then the dogs jump through the glass. Finally, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they get sick of peeking in the windows. By this time, the young ladies... Oh, 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 and Mom says, I'm going to go get Dad's gun. Mom is Rob Morrow's wife. Uh, yes. Uh, never happens. I kept wondering, where's Dad's gun? I think the same fake shotgun turns up a few times in a few different hands in this movie. Yes. The one that the old cartoon hillbilly man had at the beginning. Yeah, and then at some part... <clears throat> some point Rob Morrow had it and then at some point the guy who killed all the cows had one had the same gun was that the same gun yeah, it looked like it, I think yeah. he killed all the cows and then himself. I couldn't tell what the hell the cows were no they were so poorly drawn or animated or yeah clone stamped I don't know but they control C control V oh man they looked like big bugs or something. I couldn't make them out at all. I was totally baffled by that scene. It was terrible. That guy's acting was great. I hope he does that monologue at every audition. Oh, God, I would hope so. Um, when uh, the mom... It's on his highlight reel. His <laughs> sizzle reel. Sizzle reel, yep. <laughs> so when the mom and daughter finally decide they need to escape by jumping out of the second story window... Of the Why didn't they stay in the house? They were upstairs. It was a wooden door. The dogs weren't going to get in. They can't no. climb. First off, nobody seems to realize that, even though the cats do right at the beginning. Right. Nobody else. I, th I guess Roz hides in a tree once. I think the cats all just jumped on top of the fridges and went, okay, we'll wait till this is over. We'll wait this uh, till this is over, and once the dogs tire themselves out, we'll mop up and take over. Right. <laughs> this is how your cat overlords will take over this planet. Yeah. Um, and I know this. I have a torty, and you know they're they're ninety nine percent evil. Yeah, but that one percent loves me. Mm -hmm. They just you know that's my digit. So uh, when the mom jumps from the second story window, she breaks her ankle. But then she strains her ankle. Yeah, and then it's gone. She forgets about her ankle. Yeah. Now I know people who've jumped. Uh, a friend of mine was on shrooms and jumped from a second story balcony. And he broke his shin and his ankle and everything. And, and you know, if you don't land right, your knees will hit you in the face. I mean, there's a lot of terrible things can happen jumping off a second story uh, window why ledge. Did she, why did she launch herself from the windowsill? Why does no one... Hang from their fingertips? Hang from their fingertips and kind of drop down against the wall. I don't know. I mean, you're probably going to get it scraped, but it's yeah. better than... Something. I mean, you know, make an effort. Make an effort, tie some sheets together, and get yourself lower. But then you notice how giant this little girl actually is when she's supposedly going to catch her and break her fall. But did you notice the angle she jumped from? Looked like she jumped from like a foot higher than the woman's elbow. Oh, yes, yes. It she's was... like, yeah! <laughs> it would have killed mom. Because uh, so... it would have been like 75 pounds dropped down on top of her. Yeah. All right, so the field of dying cows. 
and the crazed farm boy. That's the next scene after, I think, the mm-hmm. spectacular jump. Uh, you mentioned how they were poorly CGI'd into this movie. Um, couldn't they have done something with a practical fake cow? Uh, a matte painting? I mean, it, weren't there a lot of maybe cheaper options that would have looked better than this pile of crap? I doubt it. But they, I think computer animation is so prevalent now is it that, that it, cheap? it is cheaper to do than hiring somebody to do a matte painting. Wow. You know, who does matte paintings anymore? I guess nobody. See? Yeah. Could you... But, ever, you know, your nephew can come down and animate <laughs> He's a like, couple of dead cows. He's like, yeah, I learned this in junior college. It's cool. Yeah. Um, this whole scene... It, I kind of wonder, like, have any of the people working on this movie ever seen a field with cows in it? Because there's not that many of them, typically. I mean, this there were hundreds of them. There was a cow with, like, a, well, a foot was, of space in between it. That was it. great, because they'd show the cows living, actual cows, and it was maybe 20 of them mm-hmm. uh, at the most. Most of the times, it was four to six. Yeah. Um, you know, if we added those up, we'll... Give them 40 cows. Yes. Which is way more than they actually had, but we'll be generous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that field was just, they like tipped over right next to each other. They felt like dominoes, I imagine. Yeah. Um, also, um, little cows and old cows would be eaten, but adult cows will defend themselves from sure. dogs. Yeah. Um, I don't know how dogs could have killed all those cows. Yeah, I mean, unless they just went along and just ripped the throats out of each one of them as quickly as they could. Um, oh, and did the dogs ever get out of the kennel cage when the driver stopped and then was murdered by the wolf while he was opening the lock? I don't know. I they kinda, never went back to I that. I don't think they did. It's like they decided, well, that's that threat is going nowhere. I also like at some point in the movie, it switches to the uh, a black guy and a like a college guy and another college guy who seems kind of like a dumbass, and then this pregnant lady's watching them. That seems like a third movie, but they seem like yeah, they dropped in these characters. They're like, we were going to do something with them, then we changed our minds. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they looked around after shooting for an hour, and they went, oh, man, this is terrible. And they just took off. Yeah. I, I imagine there there were some deserters from this film. So um, so there, there's a, right after the guy makes a bunch of weird threats and keeps saying weird stuff about the cows making that noise when they're dying, he yes. finally... Uh, Scares off the girl and then shoots himself in the head. Yeah. That was weird. It was very weird. He said it sounded like sirens. Yeah. He doesn't know the sound of a of a cow, an injured cow. No, none have ever been injured. No, I guess not. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that shit happens all I the mean, time. I mean, they had that wolf there already. That yeah. wolf didn't come down on the asteroid, did it? Maybe. And how many asteroids were there? It seemed to just keep... Growing, yeah, yeah. That was and like, they were poorly animated too. Yeah, it was like fireworks show. You couldn't, you couldn't sculpt something or carve something out of styrofoam and paint it. No, apparently not. 
put a light in it and some CO2. It was... Well, I think this is right along the lines of my matte painting idea. Yeah. Maybe it's just too expensive to do that these days. Yeah. So, um, so the next up on the Space Rabies movie is, um, oh my God, Fluffy killed his whole family. Like, uh, I don't remember specifically what it showed, but there was one of those little, little cute dogs with a furry face and, uh, he was covered with blood and everyone was dead. Um, I don't know, man. Physics. Okay. First of all, dogs don't have thumbs. They may have dew claws, but they do not have thumbs. Yeah. There's a lot of things they can't do. You don't have to worry about a dog picking up a shovel and clocking you in the head with it, right? Exactly. And you don't have to worry about a little tiny small dog tearing your throat out because if he comes at your throat, you're going to catch him by any part of him you can grab and find a window and throw him out of it. Yeah. Or drop kick him. I mean, I love dogs and I'm not mean to them, but I'm just I saying. I would be mean to them, but yeah, you're spending the night in the kennel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until <laughs> you calm down there, Mopsy. Yeah, or the bathroom, or <laughs> or wherever. Or he's this Rubbermaid tub. The, he's tearing up the bathroom. Yeah. What has gotten into Mopsy? Yeah. So yeah, Fluffy kills his whole family, and he's covered with blood. And uh, most of these dogs look like, man, we don't know what you're doing to us. And they're like kind of panting and smiling. <laughs> so many wagging tails. Oh, there were totally... Dogs loving the fact that they were murder happy. <laughs> they were, we're making a movie. This is awesome. Yeah, they were getting a lot of treats. They were getting a lot of uh, little scratches behind the ears, you know. And, <laughs> and so some Everybody of Everybody was paying attention to them. It was great. They had about three or four dogs that were taught to like hunch down and snarl. And the rest of them were just able to sit still and stare. But their tails were wagging and they were panting. They, they didn't look like they were angry. No. They didn't look like they had space the, rabies. That's how insidious space rabies is. Uh, you can't tell. And they were definitely not even trying with this padded sleeve thing. Oh, the padded sleeve was great. Because not only could you see it, uh, mom was mauled in the yard. And I think she was mauled going up the stairs or something. Later, she takes her shirt off and her arms are fine. Right. <sighs> um, yeah. Pretty much any time a dog comes at you, it launches at your chest and you fall over backward on your back, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that what happens? Yeah. Like every single person. Uh-huh. Nobody, and... nobody leaned into it and like shoved the dog back. No. They just went, ah, just let it knock the... you down and then flail. Yeah. And let it gnaw on your arms and whip you around good. Yeah, let it get to all that gravy. <laughs> oh, man. So, last but not least, there's a great escape via a little tiny airplane. Yes, because Rob Morrow stole that from Northern Exposure. Mm hmm. Um, that I did think of when I was like, oh, well, he's learned to pilot a bush plane. Yeah. He spent enough time up there. Dr. Fleischman. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, um, he's obviously living under an assumed name somewhere in California. Yeah. In a little farming community. Then the uh, space rabies came. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Reason I say that Rob, well... We have to say, the dogs are run. The wolf runs the plane and gets ground up by the, the propeller. Yeah, and the blood <clears throat> was so thick. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like somebody chucked a bucket of pudding into a fan. <laughs> it was, it was not red. It was not blood like uh, in the least. Why did Chappie, the dog Rosalind owned, not go crazy? Was that dog far enough from or shielded from no, the comet? No more than any other dog. Oh, I did like when the little dog bit the woman's nose off and the, oh man, uh, they clearly implied that it bit its, bit her nose off, but later it was just kind of, they smeared some blood on her nose. Yeah. Uh, here. We, we they don't... hid under a car at one point. Cause that seems like a place dogs couldn't get you. So if you were down low uh-huh. <laughs> to the ground with your face. Right. Exposed. That seems like a good idea at the time, but don't do it. That's what I would do. So the plane escape scene. Did you like the army of dogs that was coming at the plane? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then when they land in another city or a little town to get gas, the dogs come out and there's like a Dalmatian. and Well, there was like a meteorite stuck in the top of a house. Oh, yeah, just sitting there glowing. bizarre. Like somebody had set up this... Halloween decoration yeah, or something? Yeah, or something. Yeah. Like the dogs had erected a monument to the, to the thing while they were waiting for these people to show up. Okay, now the reason I know Rob Morrow was only on the set one day. At the very end, they land, and they're walking through the field... And the guy in the background is clearly not Rob Morrow, but he's wearing a white tank top, and it's bloody, which uh, Rob Morrow originally had a uh, blue checkered shirt, work right. shirt on. Yeah. He lost it at some point when he gets in, I think, when he gets in the airplane. But he's bloody. Um, it's clearly not him. And then they show a scene where he looks at <clears throat> Rosalind, and it's different lighting. Clearly a different scene in the movie was used where he talks to Rosalind. And then they show a scene where he talks to his wife that was clearly from a car ride scene earlier in the movie. Ah. And his shirt would come off, it would be back on, and there'd be no blood. I mean, they really... The continuity was just out the window. It was terrible because they did not have Rob Morrow for that last scene. It's not uncommon that they fly in the main actor for just a day or two. Yeah. And that's all they get. And they got to shoot everything. They just got to block shoot the hell out of this thing. I knew some, some people who worked on a movie with David Carradine and they brought him in for a few days and you had to make it all happen. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Carradine was drunk and then he didn't get to shoot the rest of the movie. Well, it was well known to be a problem. So there was actually um, paperwork that he had to sign when he would do a movie that would say if he showed up with so much as one drink on him, he didn't get paid. Oh man. He must have not got paid for gas, food and lodging. <laughs> Maybe they... they filmed that in my hometown. He was evidently on quite a terror. Oh God. And when he's sober and working, he's a real professional. That's what I was told was he really knew what he was doing. This yeah. is a guy who, you know, originated that that thing that you'll hear me once in a while say um he's not the kind of guy who who could have gotten a 10 million dollar paycheck for one movie mm-hmm. but he could get a 1 million dollar paycheck for 10 movies yeah and that's what he would do you know he'd make 10 movies in a year and he'd get his 10 mil so cool 
Good on you if you can do that. I believe you mean thousands. Are you <laughs> talking in Italian lira? Yeah, yeah. What is <laughs> what's the conversion rate? What is then? the conversion rate on this currency he was being paid in? If you could put a Carradine name in your movie, it's going to get a better draw than if you just have a bunch of no names in it. So probably that, that's, that was the idea. <clears throat> Anywho, so um, you put Rob Morrow in your movie, you're getting draws. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Everybody who loved Northern Exposure and has the sci-fi channel. He was supposed to be on that uh, Island of Dr. Moreau <laughs> movie. Did you see? You watched the... The Island of Dr. Morrow? Uh, Dr. Morrow, yes. <laughs> uh, the one with uh, Marlon Brando? No. You, you'd never watched the documentary about wait, the wait. making into that? Who was supposed to be in it? Rob Morrow was supposed to be in it, but his agent was good enough to get him out of there. Oh, like he took I forgot one about look that. Or, like the first day, it was nonsense. So he went ran to the airport and took off. I don't remember that, but that that was a crazy documentary. Um, Marlon Brando was just like, let's see how far I can take this. Mm-hmm. I think he was just he was having them on man it was yeah why not he was just like you know what i'm gonna get as ridiculous as i can get and see if they try to stop me well he told uh i can never remember her name oh um feruza balk yes he told her it's a movie it doesn't matter because she asked like what were their characters talk about or some bullshit what's our motivation what's our motivation (laughs) basically what are we going to try to cover in this scene and he said it doesn't matter which totally didn't matter. No. They, Brando he, saw that this was a train wreck. He did. And he decided he was going to try and uh, stoke the engine with as much coal as possible and <laughs> drive that fucker off the bridge. And then Val Kilmer came in and said, hey, I can play that game. Yeah. And they played off one another and held up shooting. And that was great oh, fun for them. Just terrible. I think he finally came around to being a decent human being again after being just awful because he, he had a good number of years there where he was just, you know, the A-list darling and everybody wanted him. And, uh, I think he was very misbehaving for a handful of years and I think he's back down to earth now. Val Kilmer? Yeah. Oh. I guess he was just (laughs) insufferable for a while. He was evidently quite the jerk. Yeah. A real jerk face. <laughs> he was the, the definitive jerk face. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how do you All go that about... My science project money went to his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you go about... How do you go about rating this or recommending it or reviewing it? How do you even do that? Um, this is an F. Clearly. Um, seen after class. Right. No recommendation. This is a dumpster fire. It's not that bad. It could have been worse. There are sci-fi movies that are worse. Oh, yeah. That they intentionally make them bad. I still can't decide if this one's made honestly and they added some bits or was it honest and incompetent or was it supposed to be funny? Because it wasn't straightforward funny, the quote funny, the way most of the sci-fi movies right. would be you know they're not subtle we'll say yeah whereas some of this was like is this intentional or is 
unintentional comedy. Right. I think I think most of the comedy that occurs in this movie was not intentional comedy. It just occurred organically because it was just bad. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. So was... would you recommend someone to watch it, though, even though you give uh, it an F? No. God, no. I would recommend Entrails of a Beautiful Woman, <laughs> which for <laughs> some reason I can't stop thinking about. Horrible thing that it was. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I got some messaging going back and forth with, uh, Sammy from the Howl Horror Program. And, uh, he, he was like, oh, great. Now you guys are going to make me watch Japanese gore porn. <laughs> yes. But, uh, he was surprised that we hadn't seen I Drink Your Blood. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I, I assume Jolien has, but... Jolien's seen everything. He's I already so. seen Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe too. Oh, and Sammy gave him just mad props for being, like, such a great researcher and, and so knowledgeable. And, of course, that is oh, Jolien. That was great. Yeah, he really... He came prepared to talk about pink films. Man, he schooled us. That was yeah. great. Um, and I think it's definitely a genre where if we've seen the worst and goriest thing, then we could go into some of those other ones that are just going to be kind of cool and stylized. Maybe see yeah. some fun stuff. Although but, I worry. I worry that... It's all going to pale in comparison? It'll be, quote, better, and therefore it will be perhaps less graphic or perhaps a tad more realistic. Whereas I've decided the reason that movie wasn't scary is because they showed you everything. Yeah. Whereas a movie that, like, hush, the guy stomps on her hand at some point. Yeah. And all you hear is bones breaking, but you don't see him really, or his foot landing on her hand at any point. But in the Japanese movie, they would have shown it. Oh, yeah. It would have been cartoony and horrible. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like um, there are people who will swear that you see the needle go in when uh, John Travolta stabs... The uh, the adrenaline injection mm-hmm. into Mia Wallace's chest. Yeah, I should say Vincent. John Travolta didn't do it. Vincent did it. Um, it you don't see that. You see him swing his arm and you see her sit up mm-hmm. with the syringe sticking out of her chest. Yeah, gasping. The same with Psycho. The oh yeah, the knife blade never touches any skin. Never. Um, there's no actual cuts on the body, but you'd think so. Yeah. People remember it that way. Yeah. But when you Blood actually... Blood running down the drain. Yeah. Which was Hershey syrup, by the way. I'm sure you knew that, but... Yeah. Man, that Hitchcock was a genius. He just... He knew what to do and not do. Yeah. Man. So, the makers of uh, of this uh, Space Rabies movie uh, apparently wanted to give a nod to Argento by using that crazy color stuff with the you know the lights that were blue and red and whatever sure why not i think that they shouldn't mess around in that territory you know you hey if you're gonna produce real turkey (laughs) why you know that this movie is gonna crash and burn why not try real hard on one scene to make it look good so you can at least put that on your sizzle reel that's true at least you they... get a credit. You hopefully get something that's usable, um, some morsel surrounded by the. Did you notice that the women all had really tight pants? Yes. Um, do you think that was just like, well, tight pants don't cost any more than 
dumb looking pants. Let's let's at least do that. I don't know. Or just tell all the actresses, bring your best tight pants. Probably. Yeah. I and, think people just wore their normal clothes. Yeah. Rob Morrow rolled out of bed in that <laughs> shirt. He didn't even comb his hair. He put his hat on and walked down to the set and said, let's do this shit. <laughs> Where, where's the tape X I'm I out, stand on? <laughs> I'm out at three, whether you're done or not. <laughs> right. Where's craft services? In the end, it was fuck you all. <laughs> I'm out. This movie was shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody uh, got their Northern Exposure box set autographed by Rob Morrow. No, no. Unless they all stood in a line and he just sped away in his Uber with a Sharpie hanging out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just made a streak down the whole row. So, um, I recommend... Anybody who wants to try and give it a, a look just to laugh at it, go ahead. Give it a look. Yeah, go ahead. It's not gory. Dogs don't really die. In fact, none of the supposed killings of dogs are at all traumatic looking. They're, no. They're, unless you're terrorized by Muppet stabbings. And for our listeners who, who don't have Instagram or Facebook, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, I just grabbed my phone and took a picture of the screen. This one dog that popped up in the window of the truck. I'm showing Will right now. It just has this hilarious look on his face. It's like a Dalmatian or something. Yeah. He just just looks hilarious. Um, I'm going to post that on our Instagram or will have already by the time you're listening to this. Uh, and I got to go get some more screenshots of this movie. There's so much badness. You got to try to get a screenshot of the puppet that gets somebody's leg. Oh, yeah. I don't remember where that was. It was in the first third of the movie, anyway. Oh, it was when the pregnant lady was in the phone box. Okay. I remember, because you don't hear any glass break, but at some point the dog puppet comes in and, quote, bites her leg. And it goes, for me to poop on! And it drops yeah. a cigar when he's doing it. Um. Oh, and there was a great dummy in the dumpster behind her in that shot. When she runs into the phone box. Oh, okay. And shuts the door, which she acts like it's really hard to close, but they were designed so you could shut the door and keep it closed from the inside. Did this meteorite thing cause all cell phones to turn to dust and just disappear? Did you see a single person with a cell phone? Um, no, I did not. How many landlines did you see in the movie? I didn't see any. Maybe they were outlawed in this town. No, there were landlines. I mean, I saw like... Oh, yes, they kept trying. They did have a cell phone because they called dad. Roz called mom, stepmom, and she called dad, and she tried to call the police, but the police were already dead. Oh, yeah. So there was cell phone usage in this, but... Where else were they going to call? I guess that's true. There were a lot more people with landlines per capita than maybe would be happening in real life. Unless this town is just like not real super into cell phones and everybody's like, I got my phone at home. I don't care. It may well be. Yeah. They I'm... seem to fall victim to small dog attacks pretty easily. Yeah. Fluffy did take they them out. They did not seem like they were a totally with it group in this town. No. All right, so I I say that if you're already paying, what, what did Netflix go up to? Twelve bucks a month for streaming? Is it twelve bucks? Uh, it went it went up from eight to I want to say twelve. Jesus. But still, I mean, you think about it. Um, 
you're already paying for it. This movie is essentially free to you if you're already paying that 12 bucks. I mean, it's not free. You're paying for it. But it's included. If you have Netflix, go and watch it. You know, there's no reason you shouldn't just... It's not 93 minutes you'll regret losing. <laughs> you'll laugh a little bit, depending on your sense you'll of humor. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll turn it off 20 minutes in. <laughs> That's what it should say on the back of the DVD box I'm, if they ever put it out on DVD. I don't imagine they will. I would hope they wouldn't. Straight to YouTube. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new thing. The straight to YouTube movies. All right. So let's move on to Hush, another movie that bosses you around. Hush. Yeah. So this movie wants us to shut up and watch it. It's a 2016 movie. That's as, that's as new as it gets on this show. Yep. Yeah, this, this was We've really... We've not reviewed any 2017 films yet. Yeah, this was premiered in March at uh, South by Southwest, and it was released um, by Netflix. Did it do well at South by Southwest? Apparently it did. Um, the critics loved it, and um, basically um, the reception, you know, like we were talking earlier, the, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings were high. They were like a... I think it ended up being a B plus was what they said at the end of it all when yeah. they averaged everything together. Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's a B plus. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a solid B. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bordering on a, but... it was, I don't think it's a horror movie. I think this is more of a thriller. Now the thing I'm about to show you, and I know this is not a visual medium, but um, <clears throat> so the guy who shows up, like, it's five minutes into the movie. The mm-hmm. guy, we're not really spoiling anything. The killer? The killer. He's wearing a mask. Did you notice anything about what his face looks like? Does he resemble anybody I you know? Couldn't, I couldn't picture who he was. I kept trying to figure out who that mask was, but the bags under the eyes. Really? I'm, I'm showing Will a split screen I made of the mask and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> No. Come on, does that not? No. No, the, the mouth, the chin. His nose is totally different. The nose is different. Look at that smirky smile. No. I'm, You're way off. Okay, well, we'll post this on Instagram, too, and uh, see, see we, who agrees and disagrees. Yeah. I, I think it's right up there with the, uh, the Captain Kirk Halloween mask. I would hope that it was the new Captain Kirk. Christopher Pine? Yeah, maybe that's his face. It could be. That'd be good. Okay, so um, this movie is um, similar to Your Next. Have you seen Your Next? Um, Where the people with the wolf and the sheep masks show up and terrorize some people? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Okay. And, uh, well... It's, it's similar to about 100 movies that have been out. But it's pretty good. It's weird because it's more of a home siege than it is a home invasion. Because he does come inside the house. But only at the end. Well, he comes inside the house at the beginning and creeps oh, around yeah, behind he her. Does. And then when she realizes something's not right, she locks the doors and windows. But and he was outside? He was outside for most of the movie. Yeah. The bad guy, the killer. Did you recognize the actor? No, I didn't. He's the one who I dubbed the bearded dumbass from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Really? It was the guy from the bunker. Oh my God. That was, uh, I knew he looked familiar and I had, what was that dude's name in that movie? Oh, I can't remember, but, uh, he was the bearded dumbass Man. who ends up, well, 
We don't want to spoil anything that we're not specific. Dad. <laughs> okay, fine. Dissolved in a vat of acid. <laughs> Fair, I said it. Yep. <sighs> his uh, his death is kind of sudden. It was very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I so- won't reveal that, but there's only three people in the movie, and he doesn't shoot himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, your face isn't going to shoot itself. (laughs) Going to have to help you out here. So uh, this movie is about um, Maddie Young, a young deaf author who lost her hearing uh, at 13 years old. To uh, meningitis. To meningitis. So she does know what sound is and what hearing is. Yes. But she's deaf and apparently mute as well. Yeah. So she speaks in American Sign Language. Which is making pictures with your hands. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't know that. You're actually mimicking, you're miming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's always evolving, too. There's a lot of shortcuts and there's a lot of evolution of, of American like Sign language. language. Just like any language. You're right. Holy shit. Um, so, uh, this woman is um, communicating with a friend via texting on the cell phone mm-hmm. she's trying to do some cooking from uh some sort of uh, website on how to make some gourmet meals at home yeah which apparently she's kind of new to the idea of gourmet cooking so she's yeah. trying to follow along she i don't i couldn't quite figure out what the hell she was making she did all right with the asparagus there was rack of lamb rack of lamb was okay yeah but then she made some sort of Thick gravy, sausage gravy. It looked like she was making biscuits and gravy. I thought she was making a risotto. She was also making a risotto. Oh, there was another thing? But there was something else she was making in in just a skillet kind of thing. And Hmm. it looked like sausage gravy for biscuits and gravy. Maybe she's going to smear that all over the (laughs) lamb. And then the dogs come after it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, it's fluffy. (laughs) So... This woman should have a giant German shepherd. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. And a gun. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> I thought she had a gun. Um, no, she didn't. But I, I had just, to think about that for a minute. I'm like, did she? <laughs> I just assumed she was going to go get her gun and then never did. Like the mom in the last movie. My mom has a gun. I, I don't even currently have a gun. Currently? <laughs> currently. Like on me at the moment. I wouldn't admit that in America. No, I'm just going to say maybe I got one somewhere. Don't you creep up on me. Um, So this woman uh, is hanging out, doing some step-by-step gourmet cooking. Looked Mm -hmm. like it was going all right. Yeah, except she kept making frowny faces for the sausage gravy. Yeah, like some, maybe she was getting a jump on breakfast for the next day. Possibly. You know, trying to like get it all done at once. Yeah. Just cook for the whole week. The whole week, I'm gonna have rack of lamb and sausage and biscuits and uh, <laughs> ambrosia salad. Yeah, and a really shitty risotto. Pigs in and a blanket. Some asparagus. Pigs in a blanket. <laughs> some pancakes. Some pancakes. <laughs> Fried bologna sandwich. S'mores. S'mores. Oh man, Good s'mores. Thinking. Little side sidetrack here. S'mores. You don't have to have a campfire. You can have sterno. Little canned alcohol gel. You know what you can't have? The cigarette lighter in a 1986 Isuzu Trooper 2. That won't make s'mores. <laughs> you tried it? Yeah. 
<laughs> it'll just kind of singe your marshmallow. Oh, man. And it also won't light a candy cigarette. <laughs> I've never tried that. So uh, Maddie is communicating with a friend of hers via text. Yeah. This friend finally shows up. Yeah. And it was so tense and distracting for me. Worse than any of the killer and the standoff later that I'm going, her, her fucking food is burning. Oh, really? Her food is going to be burning. Why is she, why did she walk away? And I was thinking the risotto. Yeah. I, I thought she left it bubbling. It's going to cook down. It's going to burn on the pan. Yeah. I was just a ball of nerves watching her just. I actually thought there was a uh, time jump in their meeting. Like Maybe. it seemed it's at some point they were, I don't know. It, it seemed like it jumped ahead and I had first inferred that as they went in and ate and then they, Oh, it seemed that way. Then they were talking later. So you thought there was an anywho moment? A, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I was like, Oh, anywho, we finished dinner. Everything <laughs> but the gravy turned out. Okay. We're going to give that to the dogs. <laughs> right. We're going to smear it all over our clothes and roll around. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's a dog on me. Um, so her friend leaves uh, after the rack of lamb fire. Yeah. And uh, well, we see her her smoke detector because she is deaf. Fl- yes. It's a flashing light and it's super loud so she can feel the vibrations. Yes. And so we know, you know, that's sort of uh, planted there for later use. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's flashing smoke detector. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, an ex-boyfriend keeps trying to call via Skype or whatever, yeah. FaceTime. Well, she tries to call him first. And then she chickens out. And she chickens out twice. Yeah. And then he tries to contact her. And then her computer says it's slow or it needs to be plugged in yep. or it's bored. Battery is low. Whatever they tell you. <laughs> yep. Well, at least they didn't do, oh, I can't get a signal here. Duh. Yeah. Uh, which did happen later for legitimate reasons that would happen if someone cut your power. Yeah, exactly. You, you wouldn't have your Wi-Fi yeah. modem thingy. No. All right. So she's hanging out and uh, she is communicating with somebody via Skype finally. And they're like, who's that? Yeah, cause they, her sister. She talks to her sister. That's and her who. sister sees somebody move in the background. But they brush it off as the cat. Yes. Who grew several feet and walked like a man. <laughs> yes. You put on like a vest and a shirt and walked And around. a mask. Right. Like cats yeah. want to do. Yeah. My cat is up to all kinds of stuff. Um, getting taller and wearing human clothes. Not oh, yet. Man. But it wouldn't put a past Nine her. times out of ten when it's an intruder, it's just a cat. Yeah. Coat. Yep. Standing on another cat. <laughs> And it takes an excruciatingly long time before this guy uh, finally makes himself known. Yeah, because her friend comes running back and pounds on the door. Yeah. Um, but she can't hear it, even though she's just a few feet away. Right. Um, and her friend should have tried jumping up and down. Something to cause some vibration. Yeah. Uh, is the glass in this house unbreakable? It seemed to be. I yeah. was wondering, because no dog was coming through those windows. Hell no. He had a... Uh, what did he have at the end? Crossbow? No, he didn't have what? a crossbow. He got a tool out of the trunk. Oh, like a tire iron. Yeah, he had a tire iron. Yeah, the and kind he was trying to break the window, but yeah. it took him a while. 
It did. He kept smacking it and it was breaking all weird. Like it was safety, yeah. safety glass or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was one of those tire irons that has like the, uh, like the crowbar type end at one mm-hmm. end. Yeah. It's only good for that one bolt on that one kind of tire. Yeah. Yeah. Lug nuts. Anywho. So, uh, he's creeping. He's in no particular hurry. He's sadistic and kind of, kind of a moron, but really sadistic. It seemed. Yeah. Did he seem like a simpleton to you? Um, he didn't seem super sharp. No, he was a little, he was a little dumb, but But he kind of read his, I don't know, maybe a bit more real that way. Yeah. Cause he seemed really sadistic, but yeah, he didn't seem to have, he could control his victims. He could read them and control them really well. Yeah. Just through his weird behavior and things he would choose to do or not do. Well, I imagine most people he killed fairly quickly. He dispatched with a friend pretty quickly. Yeah. But it seemed when he realized that Maddie was deaf and mute, he decided to turn it into a game. And Yeah. Like a, like level up on the game he was already playing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And he took her phone and started taking pictures of her and then messaged her from her own phone. Yeah. The calls are coming from inside the house. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen this the before. The calls are always coming from inside of the house. Don't you ever forget. Trust it. no one. Exactly. Never let your guard down. <laughs> Shoot to kill, ask questions later. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to see somebody, and although I, I really like this movie, I thought this was great. I want to see somebody who just like snaps into bloodthirsty mode. Like, oh, oh, it's on. Yeah, I'm coming at you. You want to come in? Yeah. Okay. Doors open. I got nothing to do. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're about arm's reach from a machete from where you sit. Yeah. Anyone like, anyone comes in here, you go for that, and I'll find something like, over on this side of the room. I got a big skillet, a knife. I've got yeah. all sorts of chemicals. Oh, hell yeah. It's, Which, by the way, she does a great job with the wasp spray later on in the movie. Yeah, I kept waiting for her to do that. That was yeah. one thing. I was like, go get... You've got to have some sort of chemical. Even just bleach thrown in the eyes is going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, cause I kept thinking that's going to be the thing. She'll blind him somehow. Yeah. And he'll have hearing, but she'll have sight. I would have liked. And they'll have to team up and solve mysteries. I would have liked if she would have been deglazing the pan, you know, like cooking some portobellos and deglazing the pan with a little brandy and you get that little flame up that happens. Maybe like uh, yeah. have Chekhov's brandy bottle sitting right there. Yeah, that would have been good. But they did have Chekhov's corkscrew, so at least there was that. Yeah. That came in really handy later. Yeah. So you got to always have that kind of mentality, you know, improvised munitions. <laughs> now, if you remember when we had the Green Beret on our show, Luke, uh, he, he said that my spear didn't sound like it would work especially well. Yes. I want to put that spear together and have him check it out in person. And that, by the way, was you, you cut a notch out of the end of a dowel. You know, you cut like half of the dowel off and duct tape the hell out of a, a butcher knife onto the end of a dowel. And that's your spear. Yeah, I still think you want, you want to be up close with yeah. that knife. I thought, she, did she have a hammer or a skillet? She had a hammer. Okay, it was if a I hammer. If I remember right. This was like, there was about 10 minutes of the movie I couldn't see anything. He cuts the power to the house, <laughs> right. and it's just, like, silent. And sometimes I'd see, like, a little glimmer of something, but I couldn't tell you what it was. It's a sleeve. So I had to turn the, the brightness way up and the uh, the color off to see the film. Oh, man. 
Um, but I thought she should tie that knife to her hand so she doesn't drop it. There you go. And the same if that hammer has any way to attach it, a, you know, a bit of cord to it. Yeah. Because you don't want to drop your tools. No, you want to throw it at somebody really hard and then reel it back in. What was that flashlight she owned? I don't know what that was. Because she chucked that off the roof. By the way, she has an awesome arm. Yeah. Denver. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. If yep. her hand is healed, because she does suffer a pretty bad hand wound. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, she also gets shot in the leg, so she's not going to run a whole lot, probably. No. And she gets a crossbow bolt in I, the leg. I did like her, her little um, running monologue in her head. Mm -hmm. Would you you call it a dialogue since she's talking to herself, or would that be a monologue? It'd still be a monologue. Yeah, so she had that running monologue going on in her head. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, they did set that up nicely, that she always had more endings than... Yeah. She was always trying to figure out what ending would be best. Yeah, she was like uh, kind of checking out the square pegs and the round holes and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, will this work? Will it not? And she's like, nope, he's going to catch you. He's going to kill you. And they faked you out with the one where he smashed her with a brick. Rock? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty intense. This movie, this movie was pretty intense. I think I jumped up from the couch and threw my hands up. I was like, what the fuck? Come on. I thought that was it. I was (laughs) like, oh man, that's I was mad for a second. That was quite the ending. And then they did that. Nope, just kidding. Just kidding. That was in her imagination. Yeah. Kind of like in uh, True Lies when, uh, when Bill Paxton is uh, saying, uh, oh man, that, that girl, she comes in here. Woo. She's, you know, I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember this when they're out test driving the convertible and and Arnold like smashes him right in the face and he, his head flops over all bloody and his teeth are all broken. And then he pops back up laughing because it didn't really happen. Oh, you know the part I'm talking about where he's, he's totally like describing how eager Arnold's wife is. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's saying all that vulgar stuff. And then Arnold has a little, little face smashing fantasy for a second. It's kind of like that Mm -hmm. pops back to normal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when, when finally it comes down to it, you think, all right, well, you know, nothing good's going to happen. She's going to have to do something heroic. And all of a sudden, the, the big jock guy from uh, from the dead girlfriend shows goes, up. Yeah. And he catches on real quick. He plays but, it off nicely at first. Yeah, but unfortunately, she bangs on the glass and distracts him for a split second and it allows the creep to uh, stab him in the neck. Oh, my God. And he still fought pretty well with the stab neck. Yeah, he did damn well. Yeah, he almost choked the guy out. I think he probably could have choked the guy out. Yeah, and now if he had just twisted his head instead of trying to choke him out, it would have... I think it would have been fine just to choke him out. Yeah. You know? <sighs> Give you a, a little bit of time. You could go out there and shoot him in the face with a crossbow. <laughs> right. I wanted... I kept screaming to her, use your leg. Hold the... Hold the cord he, yeah. and that stirrup thing pull out with your you know push out with your leg because her legs are a lot stronger than her hand her arms of course as long as she can hold on to that cord yeah that's why she they sh- should have been able to do that i mean he he did it like you're supposed to you put it on the ground and pull up right you know but if you're on your back and that's your only choice is to put your mm-hmm. foot through it and pull away from you while you hold it with your hands you could get that thing cocked yeah <sighs> so learn that yeah. People. 
Yeah. It's important. Yeah, go get a crossbow and learn how to it use it. It might just save your life. I, I did th- like that she took the weapon away from him immediately. Oh, yeah. First chance she got, she took that crossbow away from him. Because yeah. I thought she was just going to stab him in the hand with the bolt that she pulled out of her leg or kick yeah. him in the face. But no, she grabbed that and then kicked him in the face. Always fight back. Yeah. Never let them take you to a second location and yeah. always fight back when you get a chance. You Never know. go with a hippie to a second location. Definitely not You're that. You're going to get stranded there with no ride. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying hippies are going to kill you. We're just going to say that they're going to leave you high and dry. They're going to waste your time. Yep. <laughs> You're going to end up at Burning Man with no ride back to civilization. Yeah. So, yeah, if you ever kind of dig a little deeper into true crime stuff, it's so terrible. It's so terrible what people have done to other people. And just be ready to defend yourself. I hope, you know, there are times where people get surprised, they get jumped or whatever, but there are so many times where people could have gotten out of their situations just by being a little more ready in day-to-day life. I, uh, yeah, I love the stories where people do do that. There was an unsolved mystery because the guy was, he broke into this lady's house and she was brushing her hair and he walked up behind her with a knife and... She either saw him or knew he was noticed him in time that he stabbed her once and she just like beat the hell out of him, got the knife away from him, (laughs) stabbed him a few times going down the stairs, ran down the stairs. I think she got stabbed twice, uh, grabbed her gun, America, (laughs) and then like shot him a couple times. He was able to get in his truck and drive away. He's like, lady, please stop. Yeah. And it was just like nuts. There was another one where some pregnant lady got stabbed by some psycho for no reason. She was sitting in her car drinking a soda. But she got up afterwards, stabbed numerous times, and went after him in her car. (laughs) On the way, she decided she didn't know what she was going to do. But she was going to do it. (laughs) But she was going to do it for a while. She, She went to her friend's house instead. And the car circled back around, but didn't do anything. Oh yeah, you know you want to you want to mark that car so they can get found later. It's probably but she was pissed off mostly. Oh, yeah, it's a good kind of adrenaline. There's a great uh, bunch of YouTube videos of people fighting back during like store mm. robberies. There was one. Yeah, where this, I've seen some great ones. There's one like an older woman grabs a bottle of vodka or something off a shelf and just starts clubbing this dude and just beats him until it breaks or yeah. just beats him until he falls down. I don't even know if it breaks. Um, another favorite is uh, there's this pimp pushing this woman around. You know, mm-hmm. you can guess that it's a pimp and a hooker and he's roughing her up out on the street. And these guys at this karate school are like, oh, come on now. You can't be doing that. And this guy who's like the instructor walks out to tell him to stop it. And he starts to try and push the guy around and the guy just clocks him. Like he does one chop to the neck and Mm. the guy crumples like a mannequin. Yeah. Like one of those little toys where you push the button up on the bottom and it just, all the strings go loose and it falls. (laughs) It looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always kind of like those people fighting back kind of scenes. They're good. Yeah. Because more people should do that. You know, don't let the bad guys just victimize you. Of course, there are countries where there's less threat and countries where there's more of a threat. 
Again, shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> Don't talk to the cops. Don't talk to the cops. Trust no one. Get a lawyer. Paranoia is your friend. <laughs> right. If you're not paranoid, you're not paying attention. Paranoia. psychos behind every tree. <laughs> Paranoia is perfect awareness. Oh, okay. That's the best way I could put it. So, do you like how Maddie handled the whole situation after it became clear she couldn't get that that uh, crossbow cocked? Yeah. Well, she evidently got it cocked once because she shot him. At, she finally did. That's true. She shot him in the chest or in the shoulder, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then she got her hand broken in the when he stomped on it because he caught her in the door. Yeah, that was too bad. Yeah. Um, because she I thought she would have thought sooner, you know, I have to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did finally come to that deduction that, uh, the only way out of this is to kill him because you're not escaping. The ones that make me crazy are when the bad guy is disarmed and the good guy gets the gun and then hesitates to shoot him. Oh God, don't hesitate. Yeah. Shoot something. Shoot something. It's your God-given right as an American to shoot something. <laughs> Maybe shoot him in the knee. No. <laughs> no, you're right. No. If they're trying to kill you... You shoot to kill. Kill him back. Kill him first. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're losing any listeners over this, but... Uh... <laughs> I hope they know this is mostly sarcasm. Mostly. Most, mostly. I am a red-blooded American, though. I own numerous guns and enjoy shooting. I have a bunch of... Friends and family. I mean, with friends and family. I have numerous cans of, of wasp spray. Yes. It's good that, stuff. You know, I, I saw a thing on the good old internet that was like, yeah, keep this nearby because, you know, you squirt someone in their eyes and they, you got a range of 25 feet. Get them. I'm thinking, is that true? I don't even know if that's true, but it seems like it would be. It sprays pretty good. Yeah. I don't know how bad it hurts. Yeah, there was a... You'd be better with some sort of, you know, just mace or bear spray, if that's legal. Yeah. Wait, there's wasp spray. <laughs> wow, wasp spray. Wasp spray. Wasp spray. Wasp spray. <laughs> oh... Should we, we call it a night? I think oh, we're done well, I, with this thing. Well, we didn't get to the ending, did well, we? Well, she wins. She wins. She uh, she stabs him in the neck with a corkscrew. It's beautiful. It's great. You know? Uh, this movie was pretty tense. It was. At times. I didn't, when her vision was fading, I, I really thought she was just going to bleed out there. I was Yeah, I was thinking that she's going to be, like, fading in and out as they load her in the ambulance, and maybe they leave the ending unclear. Yeah. <clears throat> but. I guess they did leave it unclear, because she could have dropped dead on the porch waiting. I suppose. While the cops got there and At least... handcuffed her and all the other bodies <laughs> until they sorted it all out. <laughs> Shot the cat. <laughs> right. Clearly the cat had something to do with it. You know, it was scary out there. It was dark and mm -hmm. there were spooky noises and there was a cat that could have attacked us. And they don't get a lot of this stuff out there in the boonies. No, you know. Do you think there was a lake nearby? Didn't it feel like there would be a lake yeah, a mile probably, or two away? Yeah. yeah, I don't know where this took place. Yeah, I don't either. 
but you know they did a nice job of it yeah it looked felt, good the yeah. house was nice yeah she was pretty smart she wasn't unreasonably stupid like some of the people in the in the dog movie <laughs> dog um space rabies space rabies so ah, what did we learn from space rabies um, Rob Morrow is a hot commodity and you only get one day to shoot. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Puppets are deadly. Yep. Hide somewhere where your arms are encumbered in some way, but your face is exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Down on the ground is usually the best. Don't if, climb a tree or stay in a second bedroom or upstairs bedroom. If a dog leaps at you, fall over backward. And let it go for your neck. Yes, tumble around with it a little. Shake him around, it'll look like he's killing you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, slosh him with gasoline and hold your lighter up. Yeah. I think we learned that from me. Okay. Um, I didn't have to slosh anyone with gasoline, though. Darn, you haven't lived till you've sloshed a hobo or some sort of transient with gasoline. <laughs> it was a crackhead. It was a, it was a zombified crackhead. He looked like He looked like he wanted to rob me. And I look like I wanted to slosh him with gas. So, I petrol like for I, all of our European listeners. I looked like I didn't want to be robbed. I definitely gave that appearance. Yeah. <laughs> but I like your idea of, like, driving away and throwing the lighter out. <laughs> That's awesome. He'd spin around in obviously some sort of burn suit covered with <laughs> jelly and heavy clothing. <laughs> Stumbling around. Stumbling around. He may or may not scream, and then the whole place would blow up three or four times from various angles. <laughs> right. They should put that in a movie. <laughs> they should put that in a movie. <laughs> well, we did it. We talked about two movies without Jolie in here to be sensible and say intelligent stuff. Yeah. This was all guns and gravy and... Guns and gravy. <laughs> you got a title that the episode. What is this? 47? 48? I think it's 48. Guns and gravy. Guns and gravy. I like it. Were there any guns in either of these movies? Um, what am I talking about? There was that bad shotgun in the first... In, yeah. In Space Rabies. The Space Rabies, they had a gun. They had a guy in town who had a pistol who was a pretty good shot shooting uh, CGI holes and dogs. <laughs> that didn't seem to really react at the same time. Like, right. I remember one dog got shot in the side and it produced a perfectly round hole like a cartoon <laughs> and they made a dog whimper noise but the dog didn't react at all so uh, i like it i like i like the where fact. the dog reacted very slowly yeah there was that that happy looking dalmatian i mean there's just no way to make him look vicious there were so many happy looking dogs <laughs> in this movie <laughs> they had a grand old time they making had this. a great time I bet you they got so many treats. Oh, man. That bulldog died on the set, though. What? Yeah. Did, was that like an... He in, had too in, many in, treats. And... <laughs> was there an in-memoriam at the end that I missed? No. <laughs> yes, they ran down all the dogs killed in Vietnam. <laughs> Ate poison mushrooms. You know, dogs, I believe, are like goldfish. If you just put out an, a massive amount of food, they would eat till they pop. They might. I know my little dog would. Yeah. She would just keep eating. <laughs> all right. Let's Wouldn't we all? 
let's call it a, a show. So, um, listeners, if you get a chance, go rate, review, and subscribe at whatever outlet you found this on. And uh, one more time, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Um, if we don't have Jolian next week, maybe we'll do something of a slightly higher quality than Space Rabies. Maybe. A.K.A. Night of the Wild. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll go down the catalog of Rob Morrow's work. Um, maybe. Night of the Tight Pants. What is he? <laughs> I don't believe he's been in much. He was in Weekend at Bernie's. Was he? Yeah. Was he one of the two dumbasses? Yeah. Was Andrew McCarthy and Rob Morrow the two dumbasses? Yep. How did I not remember? But who played Bernie? Some guy with a mustache. That was an actual dead body. Oh, man. They had to keep getting bodies because after <laughs> a couple days, it was kind of rank in there to work with Bernie. Ah, oh, it's disgusting. But Hollywood had no rules back then in the late 80s, early 90s, whenever that dumb movie came out. It was like the Wild West with cocaine. Yeah. And big hair. And big hair. I think the Wild West was just like that. Yeah. It was more whiskey than anything, I suppose, but... Uh... They probably had some laudanum and some morphine, some old timey. That reminds me, I gotta pick up some laudanum. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up. This is it. This Thanks is it. Thanks to the moon race. Yeah, Good thank night. you. Good night. Stay off the moors. And uh, always be armed. Yes. <laughs>